You're listening to Tatiana is Everyone, an Orphan Black podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And my name is Stephanie. And this week we are talking about our favorite moments from the second season of Orphan Black. So this is not a spoiler-free episode, obviously, because we will be talking about some stuff that happened in season two. So, so much great stuff happened in season two. We sat down to make lists of stuff to talk about, and it was really hard because there was so much great stuff. It was hard to pick, you know, a set number of things because otherwise we would be sitting here talking for hours. Yeah, and and I feel like I should specify, I'm by no means saying these are my top whatever favorite moments of the season. There's no way I could rank these. So they're just some of our favorite moments. And it was it was really hard to pick some, like Chris said, because it's really easy for me to gravitate toward the lighter moments, like the really funny moments, because it's a very serious show. So these really funny moments often come as these nice breaths of fresh air. And so I really had to consider, you know, what is something I enjoyed versus what is something that I felt like was a really good character moment versus what was something that was really well done. And I had to make sure I got a balance and I didn't just sort of stray toward one end or the other. I also tried to do that, but let's be honest, most of it is like awesome character stuff or hilarious stuff. Yeah. My stuff, I mean, my list. I think you did a better job than I did. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with one of your favorite moments, Chris. I love in the first episode of the season where Sarah tries to impersonate Cosima, because of course, the goal was just to like, look enough like Cosima to walk by without anybody giving it a second thought. Right. And so she sort of wasn't prepared to actually engage with anybody. So it was pretty hilarious. Delphine obviously catches her off guard. Of course. And it was less of a big deal if Delphine found out, but still, Sarah was not intending to have to deceive somebody who knew Cosima as well as Delphine did, and especially was not, was hoping to not have to talk to Dr. Leakey. Which was hilarious, because Dr. Leakey comes over, Cosima! And so Sarah whirls around, and her her hands fly up towards her face. (laughs) Because she knows Cosima talks with her hands. And she sort of, you know, goes a little looser in the neck. (laughs) And uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I thought I would also include if Tatiana had some comments about these particular moments, there was a feature about some of her favorite memorable moments from season two on TV line. And this is one of the ones she mentioned. And Tatiana said, it always had to be Sarah first. And so Sarah's idea of Kasima. Sarah and Kasima don't have a lot of contact physically. They see each other on Skype. So I think Sarah was a little bit out of her depth as far as that. And I definitely felt insane doing it because for some reason, those two were really hard for me to provide. But it was really fun because it was so difficult. I always enjoy it how Tatiana always talks about how much she enjoyed it sort of depends on how hard it was. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So for my favorite, one of my favorite moments, chronologically speaking, was Allison's first rehearsal for Blood Ties that we get to see. I liked the the musical stuff throughout the first few episodes, but that first rehearsal just kills me. Every single time, because they're singing about wipe, wipe, wiping away the plasma. And it ends with Allison having that line about, because I cannot control my asthma, I'll stand by to entertain. And it just, it kills me. Now, I think we've both, but you more so than I, have been singing bits of the musical since the episode aired. It's true. And do you think it's funnier now, or was it funnier before you knew that was a real musical? I, 
that's a good question. I, I've stumped her. I think that it's equally funny. Like, I, I didn't expect it to be a real musical, but the fact that it was, it didn't really change the funniness level, the funniness level for me. I would be curious, though, to see it in its native context, since it's being used very strategically in Orphan Black. I would love to see the play as it's kind of meant to be performed without all this other stuff, you know, existing around it. So one of my other favorite moments, and this is one of those calm before the storm kind of moments. I really like the scene with Cosima and Delphine in the lab. The the moot scene is what we've apparently started calling it. Because Delphine says moot. And, you know, it's adorable. Because who says the word moot? I, I say, say the that. word I moot. I say the word moot. <laughs> <laughs> but Cosima's reaction was sort of, who says moot? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't get kissed by Cosima when I say the word moot. <laughs> so I don't say it as adorably as Delphine, apparently. Anyway, but it was a cute scene. And I appreciate that it was a cute scene. It was super cute. And, and my friend Melanie Killingsworth, who writes about a TV over at melsbells.wordpress.com, she had the comment after that scene that I really liked. And she said, I didn't realize that sci-fi shows could be quite that adorable and still be taken seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent comment. I really liked when Mrs. S stabs Brenda through the hands with cutlery. I did too. You and I are sick. <laughs> well, here's why I like it. It's more because it's really revealing of Mrs. S as a character rather than yay violence. No, but, I know. I'm You know, because we, we had this sense that there was more to Mrs. S than we, we figured in the first season. However, I don't know that I quite expected her to be that type of badass. I know. Who expected her to be that stabby, right? Yeah. Until we see her just without even questioning it, stab somebody through the hands to keep them from running away so she can come back and question them before shooting them. Because who does that? Nobody, but Mrs. S, international badass. And then I also liked the scene where Sarah convinces Helena to not shoot Rachel. They're in Helena's sort of sniper nest kind of thing across the street from Rachel's penthouse apartment thing, whatever that is. And, you know, oh, just all the, all the Helena and Sarah feels, you guys. Oh. I do really like when they climb down and touch hands. Yeah. Sister, you made me cry. Yeah. And this was another one of the moments that Tatiana mentioned. She said, what was wonderful about it is we got to see Sarah's love for Helena and the mess of emotions that she felt about what she'd done at the end of season one when she shot Helena. Obviously, she felt very strongly about getting rid of her, that she was in the way that she was a danger to Sarah's life and to her daughter. But at the same time, she was her twin, and there was a bond there that was undeniable. So getting to shoot that scene where Sarah actually stops running from her feelings and uses her love for Helena to stop her from being what she is was really wonderful to shoot. I also thought it was fairly revealing about Helena's mindset, because what she tells Sarah is, you know, Rachel's a problem, I take care of problem. So Yeah, and Rachel was a problem specifically because she was a problem for Sarah. She yes. wasn't necessarily a problem for Helena, but since she was a problem for Sarah, Helena was going to take care of it for her. So really, it was like Helena trying to act out of love and Sarah needing to tap into that same emotion toward Hel Helena to stop her from doing something she really shouldn't do. Right. I have a lot of feelings about it. 
Speaking of of great Helena and Sarah scenes, I one of the most memorable moments I think from the season was when Helena embraces Sarah when she's tied up in the shower at uh, Rachel's apartment after Helena kills Daniel. And I think just visually that st- that scene is really stunning with Helena all crazy and in her white dress and Sarah in the dark clothes. And it's just, it really gets to me that moment. It's, it's strangely touching yet unnerving at the same time. Which is something this show is so good at. Yeah. I, I love that scene too. If you didn't have it on your list, I probably would have had it on mine. And it is one of the, one of those things, the, the scene, you know, Helena just walks in and Helena looks crazy. She looks super terrifying, actually, more than crazy with the blood and the twigs in her hair. Right. That's what I meant. She doesn't, I, I should have said crazy, but yeah, she just looks, she looks like something out of a horror movie. Yes. And Sarah responds accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, even though Helena looks like something out of a horror movie, she makes this very vulnerable confession to Sarah, you know, I need your help. They took something from inside me. And then just embraces her in this very innocent childlike way. It's a fantastic little sequence. And it ends up in this great sort of cathartic moment. Mm-hmm. For both of them, yeah. And for the audience, I think. And that moment was also on Tatiana's list, and she said about it, That was this amazing moment of revenge for Helena and coming back into her own. Helena's not aware of what she looks like, ever. She doesn't care. And when I'm playing her, the more deranged I looked, the more I feel like her just on a normal basis. I really loved going there with her. To have her playing the murderer again when she kills Daniel, and then being reunited with Sarah. There was so much in there to play with. So dark and so haunting. And haunting, that's a good word for the scene, I think. Yes. And in continuing the trend of Sarah and Helena scenes, we've got the two of them in the tent. Which is sort of the opposite of the two scenes we just discussed. <laughs> well, not really the opposite, sort of the other side of the coin, because there are sort of all scenes about them having weird sisterly bonding. And I, I love that scene in the tent where we sort of get that sense of Helena being really childlike. And again, Helena has that moment where she sort of has... And I mean, we've all seen Helena eat. Helena eats as much as she possibly can at any given time, it seems like. But she saved half for Sarah. She did. Because Helena is oddly considerate. (laughs) And yeah, so she offered half to Sarah and Sarah's kind of like, no, thanks. (laughs) And then Helena's, there's someone outside. But no, it's a shadow puppet. I mean, there is somebody outside, but that's beside the point. But the shadow puppet, which then, you know kisses Sarah, and Sarah for a second, like a split second, plays along, and then she's like, nope, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) Yeah, we get a great sense of their dynamic in that scene. Yes. And it's so sweet and weird. (laughs) Again, something this show is really good at. And then taking a small break from the Sarah and Helena goodness, I really loved the, the sequence that involved the Felix and Colin sexy times. It's a whole montage with Felix getting ready as well. It's set to the same Tears for Fears song. But I was so happy that they included some sexy times for Felix this season, even though they get interrupted. But it was just so, like, fun and happy and carefree, which, of course, means they're just going to crush Felix right a second later. Exactly. But I was I was really glad that we got 
that sequence for Felix and, and also just to get a more representation of queer sexuality on the show. I, I enjoyed it for both of those reasons. And you enjoyed it because there was more Colin. That too, because Colin is adorable. And then I love the scene where Mrs. S takes tea to Paul. And I know this is a weird moment to put on a favorite moments list, but I just thought it was a great moment for Mrs. S. Because it's sort of the other side of being an international badass. Because <laughs> here's Paul, who thinks he's being all stealthy and like is staking out the house from across the street. And Mrs. S just comes strolling out towards him. <laughs> and Paul's like, you know, pulling out his gun because he's ready to, you know, take care of her if he has to or whatever. And Mrs. S just kind of rolls her eyes at him. <laughs> and she has biscuits in her pocket. She does. But Paul and didn't she didn't want poison any. the tea. She had to confirm for Paul that the tea wasn't spiked or anything like that. Yeah, it was this very, it took a lot of chutzpah for, for lack of a better word, to just kind of go out there unarmed and try to strike a deal with somebody who she knew was, was there to probably do not good things. I also like how part of the dialogue in that scene was, you know, I think Paul had questioned what she was doing and, and Mrs. S says, well, I'm her mom, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is get she to Sarah, says. You're going to have to get through me. I liked that yeah. moment. Yeah, especially since the relationship between Mrs. S and Sarah continues to be so rocky. It was great to hear her confirm that, you know, I'm a mom. I'm going to protect Sarah. Right. Because it is one of those things. I mean, we all know that she is, but I don't know that they've ever really had it stated so blatantly from either Sarah or Mrs. S. So I liked that we got that. And then, of course, it makes me laugh like a fool the entire time. Helena singing Sugar Sugar is just, like, the best. Because, you know, Sugar Sugar was a super sunshine hit <laughs> <laughs> in the Ukraine with the nuns. But it was so lovely. And I think Sarah really, this is the first time Sarah got to see, the like, the goofy lighter side to Helena and really just... I, I love Sarah trying to pretend, trying not to laugh at her, like trying to keep it all in and just not being able to help herself and trying to be all, Helena, you're annoying me, turn off the radio. But really, I I think deep down, Sarah's just amused to no end by Helena's slightly off key, not knowing quite all the words, singing. <laughs> and of course, again, such a sisterly moment where Sarah's just like, yes. shut up. And so Helena sings louder. <laughs> Uh, Helena and I would have so much fun on road trips. <laughs> and then I love the the scene. Hey, it's not about Helena. I love the scene <laughs> where Felix and Allison try to hide Vic. Because anytime Felix and Allison get up to shenanigans, I enjoy it. Which one? I'm going to make you pick a favorite oh, one. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I do enjoy it when Felix accidentally whams Vic's head against the wall. <laughs> but there's also the moment where they sort of, like, pull him behind the sofa. See, and I really like where Allison finds Felix with a passed-out Vic, and Felix thinks he's taking care of the situation, and Allison's like, no, there are room tours next. And he's like, oh, bollocks. puts <laughs> his, his hands up to that his face. Good. That is good also. Here's the question I have. Why were they not meeting in Vic's room? I know. Why were they in Sarah, why, why were they in Allison's room? Why were they in Allison's room? Why didn't they just take Vic to Vic's Especially room? Especially if they were I don't doing know. tours. Like why? It makes no sense, show. 
but I'll let it slide this time because hilarious. I guess the maybe the no, that doesn't even make sense. I guess maybe they were thinking that if they got Sarah to come in, she looks like Allison, so nobody would question somebody looking like Allison going into Allison's room. Eh, maybe. But they were making so sure that nobody saw Sarah sneak in, so. That's the best explanation I have, Chris. Fair enough. So this is a, a more serious favor moment, but I, I do really like the scene between Cosima and Delphine after Cosima finds out that the the treatment that she's been given was was made from Kira's stem cells. And they're they're arguing about the treatment because I think it's a very important scene for the show thematically in regards to Cosima asserting her aut- autonomy over her body. And I think Cosima really needed to say that to Delphine. But at the same time, I think Delphine's point of view is also very clear in that scene and just the desperation that she feels about trying to keep somebody that she loves alive and feeling like, she had no other choice but to deceive somebody that she that she cares about. Right. And it is one of those things, I think that scene's important for that relationship, too, because it had been building mm-hmm. to that argument all season. And I think maybe prior to this, and maybe subsequently, I know there are some people who still don't trust Delphine, but prior to this, it was a little more squishy as to Delphine's reasons for hiding things from Cosima. But I felt like this fight in particular really got across that it wasn't Delphine just trying to be a jerk. She felt like this. she was acting in the best interests of Cosima in everything that she had done. I'm not defending Delphine, but mm-hmm. I think her point of view comes across very clearly in that, in that scene. Right. It wasn't anything self-serving. Right, yeah. Other than getting to keep Cosima. Although, yeah. contradictorily, by endangering the relationship. Oh, complicated show. Then my next moment is actually from the same sequence, essentially, as my previous moment. Because while Felix and Allison are trying to hide Vic, Sarah is posing as Allison. I apparently love it whenever Sarah tries to impersonate somebody and isn't doing a great job with it. <laughs> I do. I enjoy it when she does a good job with it, too. But come on, it's funnier when she doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, the moment where she's like, so I'm Allison pretending to be Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. So much. Oh yeah, her her poor attempt at being Allison in that little little sequence is hilarious. And I also think that it's a great scene for, for Christian Brune playing Donnie, getting to see him do his version of Allison or Donnie's version of Allison, I think is is also a great moment. It is. That well I mean, yes, that whole scene is comedy gold. And Donnie just getting increasingly confused about what she's doing. (laughs) Who are you being now? (laughs) I don't think she's doing this right. (laughs) And people might be surprised that this made my favorite moments list, but it did. Which is Tony kissing Felix. Because even though I'm still really conflicted as to how to feel about it, at the same time, I thought it was a really interesting moment for both Felix and Tony as characters. Again, I am not too thrilled with how Tony was introduced to the show. I think he could have been used more effectively. But I was so thrilled with the way that the representation that Tony provided as a character. And I really liked that they challenged some ideas, maybe some some prominent ideas about transgender folks by having... Felix and Tony have, you know, share a kiss. And I like that they really kind of 
mixed it up a bit with that pairing and how like weird and uncomfortable baking it was. <laughs> but weird and uncomfortable because Tony looks just like Felix's sister. Yes. Not because, because Tony was trans, but because he looked just like Felix's sister. Yeah, exactly. Take that heteronormativity. <laughs> Tatiana mentioned Tony kissing Felix in her list as well. She said, It was quite exciting for Jordan and I to shoot the intimate scene between the two of them. That was an amazing scene to shoot, too, because Jordan was just so incredible in it, and I felt like we were just touching on territory we hadn't gotten to explore together yet. And we're back to Helena, because I can't help myself, and I love Helena. My next moment is Helena's sweet, sweet vengeance <laughs> on the farming Prolethians, because deserved it. <laughs> Oh, I still feel so torn about enjoying that scene because it's horrible what she does to Hendrik. Hendrik, it's horrible. But he did it to her first and to his own daughter. Yeah, he did horrible things to to people first. And they were finding other women to do that to at the time. So it, it, it's a pretty great sequence, especially Helena with the pipe. Why do you think I'm trying to be funny? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is an improvised line. <laughs> Well, and I think also that line, that scene really is a fantastic example of the dark comedy that this show does so well. Like, it's, that scene is still horrible, but insanely funny at the same time. Like, it, the weight of what Helena is doing is not compromised by the amount of humor that's also there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does to me. <laughs> it's still horrible and terrible that she's doing this to him, but. <laughs> but at the same time, why do you think she's trying to be funny? <laughs> and Tatiana also included Helena getting her revenge on Henrik on her list. She said, we had like two takes at it, and it was kind of all improvised and very dark. It was at four in the morning or something on a Friday. It was just like a very intense night on set and really fun to come and just get to play, even though it was in dark territory. So dark, but so entertaining. <laughs> I'm a horrible person, I think, maybe. It's okay. I still like you. Thank you. But come on. Deserved it. And then I really loved where we see Sarah worrying over Akira during the bone marrow procedure, where she's, you know, asking aloud, what kind of mother am I? And Delphine answers her saying she's a very, very good one. She's very brave. And she's a very good sister. And I just think that was a really fantastic moment for for sarah and sort of her development of her relationship with kira which has just been so central to her story arc from the beginning this is perhaps cliche to say but i'm going to say it anyway it's a very powerful moment yeah very powerfully acted because yeah my heart was breaking for sarah in that scene and this was another one of tatiana's memorable moments and tv line asked her how she tapped into her motherly instinct and tatiana replied as a woman, I understand that situation, and I have siblings who I care very deeply about. Also, Skylar is just so fantastic. When I'm shooting that much with her, I, I just feel like she is my kid. You can fool yourself as an actor to think a lot of things. And we love Skylar Wexler. She's pretty fantastic. She is. And then my next moment, I love the scene where Scott finds out that Kasima is 324B21. And it's just, it's so sweet, that moment, because... Clearly, Cosimo had been hesitant about telling him, but he reacted so perfectly, I guess, because he he very much made the moment about about Cosima and recognizing Cosima as a human being who he likes to work with, you know, as his friend, I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
And not just some sort of science oddity or something like that. Yeah. Yes. It is very much a, you know, I see you as who you are and I appreciate you. And then we all fell in love with Scott, right? And then I guess I this is another improvised type of sequence that they did. I actually really love the sequence at the beginning of the finale where Sarah is being quizzed by the doctors about her medical history. And I especially love it even more when it was revealed after the episode aired that that sequence was unscripted. And Tatiana's dialogue coach was just given a list of questions to ask her. And Tatiana came up with the answers on the cuff. And I think that just means it's an even greater scene. Because I, I love the scene just not even knowing that information because of how much it reveals about Sarah and her past. And just sort of what her upbringing was like, what mm-hmm. what her life has kind of been like. And then I love it on a new level, knowing that it was improvised, knowing how much Tatiana just sort of occupies these characters' headspaces and knows them so well. It is. And it's one of those interesting things that if you if you see an interview with them and somebody asks them a question, I say them, I mean Tatiana and Jordan specifically was this one particular interview I saw. They were being asked random questions about their characters and they knew like extensive answers off the top of their heads because they thought about it that much. And so, yeah, I I appreciate that they really, I guess, showcased that in that scene. And no big surprise, my 10th and final favorite moment, again, not that there aren't more, but we're trying to limit ourselves, you guys. (laughs) Helena meets her sisters and reunites with Kira. And if you listen to the podcaster roundtable, you know that this entire sequence is the thing I cited for my favorite moment or scene of the entire season. And I just, I, I appreciate that moment so much because, again, we've spent all this time with Helena and seen the ups and the downs and just all sorts of things with Helena. And she starts out the series with the mission to essentially murder all the other clones. So there's this sort of weird, I don't know, this this weird vibe to the whole thing, just because you know that at the beginning of the series, they were terrified of this woman. But when she walks in, you know, Cosima, who is sick, you know, gets up slowly, and Helena very sweetly tells her, no, no, you shouldn't be up. <laughs> and Cosima's, no, I'm up, come here. And they hug, and it's very sweet, and I have a lot of emotions about it, it sounds like. <laughs> I just, I love it so much. And and Kira being so excited that Auntie Helena's back. And she called her Auntie Helena. Right, which she hasn't done before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That that entire kind of three-scene sequence with Helena meeting the, the clone, clubs, clone club, the dance scene, and then Sarah and Cosima talking in bed together... Those are just like three of my favorite scenes, probably of the entire series. And so I'm, I'm going to go for the other one, the tail end scene and, and mention Sarah and Kasima talking as one of my favorites because it's kind of this, it, I guess it's kind of parallel to when Sarah talks Helena out of shooting Rachel. It's just this very revealing intimate scene between these two women, these two sisters. And expressing how much they mean to each other. And it makes me just think back to how much Cosima really was somebody Sarah relied on. 
because even from the beginning, when, like, for example, when Sarah was attacked and she took Helena's knife and she's talking to Cosima about it, and Cosima says, did you tell Allison about this? And Sarah's like, no, 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 no. So even though she definitely got support from Allison from the get-go, like Sarah knew that there was some stuff that just Allison couldn't handle. And so Cosima really was her buddy in that regard, her, you know, her buddy clone. And so I love to see see them at this point in their relationship where they're just talking about how much they depend on each other. It's, I think, just a really beautiful scene. It is, in a way, kind of a nice bookend to the scene at the beginning of the first season where they meet in the bar. And they have that whole, you know, oh, good, you be sure to keep your sense of humor. Tatiana also included the scene between Sarah and Kasima on her list of memorable moments. And she said, that was a really lovely moment. That was the last scene that Catherine and I shot together. It's just beautiful to get to work with her in that situation. It was so pared down and no kind of fireworks. It's just two girls talking. And it really drove home that state of sisterhood and how much the clones love each other and need each other. I love that scene. Warm and fuzzy feelings. And then we asked listeners to tell us some of their favorite, one of their favorite moments. And Jessalyn also mentioned that scene between Sarah and Kasima. She said, so many great moments to choose from, but one moment that really stood out for me was Sarah and Kasima talking in bed in the season finale. It's such a beautifully quiet moment. It doesn't need any of the bells and whistles of the dance scene. It's just two sisters talking, possibly saying their goodbyes. And it really drives home the bond slash connection that these women share. And on a technical level, it was amazing. I've watched it a number of times and just to try and wrap my head around how they did it. And I have a thought about that, how they did that. I think what they did was that when they touch hands, I think that's probably one of the arms, maybe Cosima, maybe Sarah, I'm not sure, is Catherine Alexandri's. I think it's probably Cosima's. It is Cosima's. And then they they painted in Tatiana Maslany's body. Like when they were filming that part, probably they didn't have Tatiana reach her hand up. And so... They cut in Tatiana acting as Cosima lying there, but it's actually Catherine Alexandri's hands because, like, her her right shoulder is kind of shadowed on the bed. So I think it'd be kind of easy to cheat where that arm came from, if you will. (laughs) They did actually detail this in the Hive blog, I believe it was, on the BBC America website. And that is what it is. It is Catherine Alexandri's arm as Cosima. They... They cut it off and put it on Tatiana's body, I believe is sort of how they phrased it. <laughs> Which just sounds so grotesque, but it's amazing. <laughs> digitally. They uh, digitally yes. cut the image <laughs> of her arm. <laughs> sounds slightly less horrifying. And then your dad, he shared a moment that was his favorite. <laughs> he did. My dad, Mike, said, Kira agreeing to donate bone marrow for anti-Cassima! Because my dad loves Kira. And he loves Skylar Wexler. He thinks she's adorable. And we know that because he tells us every time he sees her on screen, basically. And that is a great scene. It is. And we've talked about this before, but we really appreciate that they actually asked her about it. And, you know, that they made it clear that it would be okay if she said no. That it was entirely her decision. Yes, I like that they treat Kira as pretty adult, immature. Even though she's she's only eight, they don't really talk down to her all that much. Right. And then Val mentioned that her fa- one of her favorite moments was Allison using her whistle and mace in the premiere as Daniel's thugs are trying to drag her into their van. And that is a pretty great Allison moment. 
There's no way Allison would go quietly. No. Come on. No. Though I still don't understand why the maze didn't work. I feel like she should have right. been able to escape that situation. And also, you know, why did nobody come when she blew the whistle? Because I'm convinced that that's a neighborhood that would have Neighborhood Watch. Well, probably it does, because Ainsley was on Neighborhood Watch, and I bet Sarah Stubbs lives near Allison. Right. Well, wasn't she? She was meeting up with Sarah Stubbs, so. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I have questions. And then Marie says her favorite moment was Rachel getting stabbed with a pencil. Literal cheers. (laughs) And Helena meeting the other clones. And so... (laughs) Gee, Stephanie, do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> it was satisfying to see Rachel getting stabbed in the eye with a pencil. I don't remember. Did would you I say cheer? she deserved it? <laughs> I would say she deserved it. I don't remember if I cheered, though. Do you remember? Uh-huh. I don't remember. I might have. I might have just said deserved it. But I think I did appreciate that Ra- Rachel got something coming to her. Not everything that's coming to her. You probably laughed evilly. Probably. That sounds like me. It kind of does. <laughs> sort of a ha 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 is sort of your evil laugh. <laughs> and then Bob says, not very original, but Allison and Donnie in the garage with Leaky's body and Helena at the bar and singing Sugar Sugar. Allison and Donnie trying to deal with Leaky's body was pretty fantastic. Yes. And the fact that it really sort of healed their marriage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would have put more Allison and Donnie on my list had I had a, a few more if I allowed myself to go to like top 15 or something like that or my favorite 15 favorites because right. that was a great one Allison and Donnie in the garage I also love Donnie telling Vic and Angie to have a shitty day and right <laughs> and then them getting nasty I just <laughs> that whole storyline for them in that episode is just really great what I'm hearing is that you like any scene with bums in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Though I also, I also do really like where Allison asked Donnie if she ever, if, if he ever loved yes. her. Yes. I thought that was a really good oh, scene, too. Poor Allison. So, yeah, we would still love to know what some of your favorite moments of season two were. You can send us those thoughts in a variety of ways. You can go and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode at tatianaiseveryone.com slash 40. You can send us an email to feedback at tatianaiseveryone.com or you can send us a voice message by clicking on the send voicemail tab on the right-hand side of the website. We're also on Twitter at TIE Podcast and on Facebook. And this week, Catherine Alexander's arm was played by Tatiana Mazzani. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.